of My Boyfriend's Record Collection. My name's Amanda. And I'm Jason. And this is a podcast where we talk about relationships, music, and our relationship with music. Every week we pick a random album from My Boyfriend's Record Collection and discuss the album, the vinyl, the critical reception, and how it makes us feel. What album are we talking about today, Jason? Today we are talking about the sixth studio album from Cattle Decapitation titled The Anthropocene Extinction. Fuck yeah, vegan (laughs) death metal, let's go! Uh, For those of you that don't know, I am vegan, but I'm not one of those vegans. I do actually feed my carnivorous animals the appropriate Mm -hmm. diet. But, even, you know, even the plants. Even the plants. Even yeah, the... I grow carnivorous plants. <laughs> I am vegan and my plants are not. So wrap your yeah. head around that. Yeah. <laughs> Before we dive into veganism and like vegan death metal and what that means, yeah. let's start a new segment. So let's check in with the MBFRC News Corner. What's going on in the news, babe? Yeah. So we're going to start doing this thing at the top of the show uh, just to talk about like current things that are going on, whether it's something we're listening to or an interesting uh, story in the news, uh, or you know, just some people beefing on Twitter. But um, <laughs> we do love some good Twitter beef. Yeah, no. If I if I had thought about this a couple of weeks ago, I absolutely would have been talking about the uh, Ronnie Radke, oh, like like going man. at going at everyone uh, who like dares to criticize his shitty ass music. Yeah, if you want to go down a rabbit hole, <laughs> uh, check Dude, that out. Yeah, R- Ronnie Radke is like the most fragile uh, person in music. Come at me, I guess. You'll never hear this. You but, know, <laughs> with all those tattoos, you would have gotten a thicker skin. Yeah, and but, babe, is is Twitter beef vegan? I think I think so because it's not real. Oh well, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's, it's artificial. A joke was for Becky and <laughs> Becky. everyone else that just groaned. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But so what is going on in the news this week? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I mostly just wanted to talk about this model actress album that I've been listening to a lot. It's really good. Yeah, it's great. I found them through um, Brad Taste in Music's uh, live stream. Shout out to Brad. Yeah, he does. He uh live streams himself reacting to music and people like donate uh for him to react to specific songs and everything but this just came out uh it had a lot of like buzz around it it's got like a universal like praise on rate your music because it sounds um, like nine inch nails yeah Who yeah doesn't love nine inch nails? yeah that's the thing it sounds like idols mixed with nine inch nails mixed with like a little bit of code orange it's like noisy yeah. and industrial and punk but like catchy yeah, and even um, though, like, it definitely, like, I can see comparisons, and they definitely draw influence, mm-hmm. um, they're also completely their own thing. Yeah. Like, they're kind of the freshest punk sound I've heard in a very long time. Yeah, they're great. They're definitely one to, to pay attention to. Uh, there's so far, I think, my album of the year this year. Um, yeah, I just want to play a little bit of the lead, the, like, lead single from this album called Crossing Guard. I think it has a little bit of an intro to it. Gotcha. Yeah. Sidelines passing gay. Yeah. We were listening to this driving around yesterday, and I just cannot get over the polish. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Especially debut album. It's immediately gripping. It's like dark and moody. And there it goes. Hell yeah. 
and the colors are smeared Turning breath into frost As the ground falls in To a pillar of smoke At the cross and the gods will play no Alright, I'll bring I'll bring that down. You get the idea. It's very Nine Inch Nailsy. Definitely go check them out. Which uh, you know, of course I love because uh, if you don't know, Nine Inch Nails is top five band for me of all oh, time. Yeah. One of my favorite bands of all time. I think. Yeah, love they're all your takes. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like saying my favorite metal band is Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a band we have now referenced twice on this show. I mean... Uh, but anyway, what do you got? <laughs> oh, well, all I've got is uh, this fucking Alex Murdaugh trial. Yeah. So, this is very exciting for me personally as someone that grew up in South Carolina and watched wealthy and powerful men literally get away with mm-hmm. murder and never serve any jail time, you know? So, uh, I've been waiting until we record to admit this. I have no idea who this guy is. No, that's probably for the best. <laughs> See, I'm severely mentally ill following something like this for so damn long. Um, so, Alex Murdaugh was a very powerful and wealthy attorney in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, and he was from a family of very wealthy and powerful attorneys. And they were from a family that was old South Carolina money. And I think you know where I'm going with Got, this. Okay, okay. You're getting the picture. Yeah. This, these were not good people. I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I saw <laughs> the pictures of him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I realize uh, it was of him with that quote of, like, don't trust a Southern... Yeah. What was it? Yeah, it was... Um, a, bu- a bumpkin lawyer or something like that. <laughs> don't trust a soul to no backwards Southern lawyer. That's it. Reba McIntyre. Yeah. 93. I think that was 93. Nobody fact check me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do Lord not trust your soul to no backwards Southern lawyer because he'll probably kill your ass. So yeah, no, I saw I saw that picture and I just assumed that like that was that guy's lawyer. Right. You know, who like did such oh, no. a bad job that he... <laughs> His lawyer is literally like the humanized version of that chicken attorney from Futurama. <laughs> like, I'm not even exaggerating, not oh even God. one little bit. And, like, when oh, he's just... been questioned, because um, what Alex Murdaugh got convicted of and actually got two life sentences for this yeah. morning was the murder of his wife and his son. Yeah. One was killed with an AR-15, one was killed with a shotgun, which is weird. Yeah, right? Was he just, like, well, I bought both of these. I have to use them. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> In 2015, um, a local young uh, gay teenager, I believe his name was Steven, um, disappeared, and he was found on the side of the road as though he'd been hit by a car. Gotcha. However, he only had damage to his head and his shoulder. Right. And a lot of people think the Murdaughs were involved, and they were right. known to be very anti-gay. Yeah. And then there was also an incident with a girl with the other Murdaugh brother um, where he was driving <laughs> drunk at 19 and she fell off a boat. Right. And I'm just saying. They might have been uh, driving uh, Teslas. They, uh, they have. <laughs> they just like, catch a fire. Well, no, they have like uh, <laughs> that autopilot's got real clean precision right? in like where to hit a kid. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the point that I'm getting at is um, these people had a lot of bodies just kind of showing yeah. their presence and they have two private islands and a 1700 acre estate mm-hmm. and i think we should start looking for bodies a lot of kids have gone missing in charleston yeah. that either were not like cared for by family or didn't have family right luckily. and like i think we need to ch- investigate their property so anyway that is my news yeah. for the week because it's all i've been thinking about <laughs> i have brain rot <laughs> let's talk about some vegan death metal all right so 
some a little bit of uh, info about what we're doing today. The Anthropocene Extinction is the sixth studio album by American death metal band Cattle Decapitation. It was released August 7th, 2015 on Metal Blade Records. Uh, its genre tags are technical death metal and death grind. Ooh. I'll get into that in a second. Um, this was a cri- like a uh, critically acclaimed across the board, uh, you know, universally acclaimed album. It debuted at number 44 on the Ooh. billboard charts which is crazy for this yeah. type of death metal this is like this is like niche for metal yeah niche. yeah a little bit i mean cattle decapitation uh has been around for a long time obviously this is their sixth album here and they built up this like really strong like base of fans in their more grindcore death grind days because they used to be uh a much more closer to something like a napalm death um you know we'll get into this album has a lot more like big sweeping solos and choruses and not quite clean singing that you know you'll see when we get there um they they shifted their sound on the album before this one called uh, uh monolith of inhumanity uh that's when they started experimenting with all of the different like vocal styles and gotcha. song structures and stuff like that so this is kind of their second venture into becoming yes experimental. yeah um we actually watched the uh the like 15 minute making of vignette yeah um, and they just keep saying on that like well you know the fans really liked monolith we really liked monolith we wanted to try and hone in on what made monolith good and i think so they did they they really so I went back and listened to Monolith um, to, like, prepare for this episode because I haven't listened to Monolith probably since it came out in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, that album is fantastic. But I still think I like this one more. Yeah. It, it, it really does, uh, 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 you know, rein in the, like, songwriting. Like, they really yeah. focused on... Oh, my God. They really focused on... Uh, like the structure of of each song and you know having a rise and fall and all that anyway yeah and like that was another thing that they kept <laughs> saying in the making of is yeah that this album was like written and done where monolith right. kind of doing a lot of writing and figuring out and yeah where this was like worked out well ahead of time and it really shows in the production and the mm-hmm. product yes it was produced by dave otero who uh the only other production credit i know of his is the other cattle decapitation albums because uh, he doesn't have a wikipedia article and it didn't occur to me until just now to like google him but um i mean it's very very well produced mm-hmm. so shout out dave otero it's very easy for like, <laughs> like this to sound kind of messy in the mix yeah and it's weirdly clean yes for a grindcore and like you know metal mm-hmm. vocal primarily album yeah yeah but yeah i remember this album just being a huge deal when it came out uh i got it and loved it immediately it is one of my favorite if not my favorite all-time death metal record period uh you know that's not to say it's quote-unquote the best death metal record uh i'm very big in like distinguishing yeah like what my personal favorite and like the most influential or the best is or whatever yeah that's but um, why, like we believe with very limited exceptions that there's no bad music. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
So yeah, I um I lost my train of thought while I was saying that whole thing. <laughs> but uh I get into some tracks. Yeah, we let's talk about critical reception. We talked about your yeah, yeah. With the album. I didn't know that this was your favorite death metal album. I I think it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's, it's up there. Maybe uh I mean the bleeding by Cannibal Corpse is also up there. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um it it's kind of hard because death metal is so like fractured mm-hmm. that like every death metal record if it's not like dying fetus or cannibal corpse is also like four other distinct genres so right. it's kind of hard to say like all right this is my favorite death metal album because so much of what i listen to isn't like meat and potatoes straight up death metal yeah that's fair and then a lot of the stuff that i've been into lately is like newer bands and i'm not like you know I don't want to. I don't want to say like, "Oh, deserted by Gate Creeper" is my favorite Death Metal album. <laughs> you know, it's incredibly good, and I hope we get to do that one on the show. Yeah. But anyway, uh, let's yeah, let's start out with the first track, uh, "Manufactured Extinct." Alright, I'm going to start bringing it down now. Uh, even though we haven't gotten to the chorus yet, that's still like two minutes of straight death metal. Yeah, um, you know. But yeah, uh, just real strong open. Uh, just brutal, heavy guitars. Mm-hmm. And then, Oh yeah, I meant to say who's in the band. Oh yeah? Yeah, I, I keep forgetting to like do that. Mostly, I mean, we've mostly done rappers so far. That's true. But anyway... At this point, cattle decapitation is uh, Derek Engelman, Eng- Engelman on bass, uh, Dave McGraw on drums, Josh Elmore on guitars, and Travis Ryan on vocals. Um, I'm pretty sure Travis Ryan is like the only consistent member in this band. 
I know the guitarist has been with them for a long time, but I do not think he's their original guitarist. Um, okay, so that's <laughs> so that's out of the way. Um, Let's talk about this opener because like yes. it actually it's something that like I feel we're approaching and it's becoming a bigger and bigger fear of mine. But when I tell people, they laugh. So try mm-hmm. not to laugh, okay? I mean, I'll try. What happens when the AI like can control their own money and they decide that they don't need us anymore? Um, what happens when the the AI that we've been forcing to make like Mario porn becomes yeah. sentient and seeks out its revenge, and it's just machines to make machines fabricating the idea of all living things? I mean, personally, I would I would simply unplug it. I think. <laughs> what if what if yeah. it jumps into spoilers for Megan? What if it jumps into another device? Yeah. What are you uh, gonna do then? You gonna you gonna cut the power to the neighborhood? I'm gonna EMP bomb it. <laughs> <laughs> with with your vast collection of EMP bombs, FBI well, for look, legal purposes. That was a joke. If it, I mean, if it gets to that point, you know, you can call someone in that's got an EMP. I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, but I mean, already starting out like. Uh, I'm going to be talking about this a lot, which is Travis Ryan's vocals on this album. Travis Ryan, I keep hitting the mic. Travis Ryan is uh, my favorite death metal vocalist by far. Definitely. The way he like uses his voice and fucks with it and experiments with it and just creates all these like disgusting, inhuman sounds... Mm-hmm. It uh, it's just unmatched. He really, he really does use it as an instrument. Yeah, you he know, does. We, we gas up Mariah Carey a lot. Yeah, her voice being an instrument, which it is. I feel like, like this is the opposite side of that. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like most death metal vocalists, you know, they get their growls, they get their high screams, and you know whatever they end up like somewhere in between for you know what they do with like the normal verses or whatever in their songs. And they kind of just stop there. They kind of do. You know what I mean? Tricks. Yeah. Whereas Travis Ryan, uh, like it feels like he sits in a room and just kind of like makes noises until he (laughs) until he like until he until he hears until he does something that he thinks sounds cool, and it was like, oh, I can I can use that in like a song, you know? Uh, in in that in that making up thing, uh, that we watched, he said that part of it was um. Uh, just like mes- messing around with his voice, like while he's sick, oh. you know, and ma- like making noises while he has a cold, and seeing how that comes out, and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I he he's great. I love Travis Ryan. Definitely. Yeah. And it's like if I had to say that there was a definitive <laughs> opposite to like whistle tone notes. Yeah. It's whatever the hell he's doing on this like intro track. Yeah, and I promise. Uh, we won't get into the complicated politics of Travis Ryan. No, uh, no, I don't think I don't think we need to t- discuss the politics of any vegans but me on this podcast. I don't well, really want to go there. There is, I'll say it. I mean, I I understand that people at home uh, probably can't understand the lyrics. There, uh, cattle decapitation has been criticized for um, venturing a little bit into eco fascism. <laughs> whole, like overpopulation. Yeah. Like, okay, but that is actually a lie. Uh, yeah. Kind of. That, that's that's the thing. It's like the lie that like we are all individually responsible for water yeah. consumption. It's right. like no, we grow alfalfa in the desert. Yeah. Like, taking a five minute shower versus a three minute shower mm-hmm. ain't ending the world any faster. It's that whole right. like 
if we just blame it on the pores. Yeah, and I, granted, I don't think uh, Travis Ryan has quite gone down the rabbit like he, he's, no. he's he's not a morrissey vegan no he's not you know where, like, where he lets it where he lets it like make him racist right? <laughs> and like, okay i might be misquoting here but like somebody did tell me the other day morrissey said something about covid should have killed more people and i'm like oh yeah i just immediately believed it uh, so. no no for sure <laughs> because morrissey and a lot of like so what eco-fascism usually boils down to is like there's cool eco-fascism, which is when, uh, like, uh, 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 eco-terrorist groups, like, blow up oil pipelines and shit. Like, right. that's or, the... like, poison ivy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poison ivy. eco-fascist. Yeah, but poison ivy's cool. She's an eco-terrorist, and that's an yeah. important distinction. But where it comes, you know, where it becomes an issue is, uh, when they start talking about overpopulation and uh exactly and they start how, talking about solutions yeah how how you fix overpopulation when overpopulation isn't actually a thing we have plenty of resources we just throw most of them away yep. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no uh, if anyone's confused by the morrissey thing morrissey famously uh said that like because Chinese people, like, aren't vegan or something. They're lower than animals or something like that. Yeah, no, I do remember that. Yeah, one he's, like, extremely um, racist. That was when I kind of uh, quit fucking around with vegan groups. Yeah. Because it really is. It's, like, 50-50 about whether someone's going to agree with that statement or not. The right. vegan community. And I just, I do not support any kind. Especially yeah. not, like asian racism right now while we're still dealing with covid like i just i can't fuck with that right it's like it's like one of those things where if you see a um like a bumper sticker that says or uh, says like you know save the planet kill yourself Mm -hmm. like that's either someone making fun of like uh uh hippies or it's the most deranged hippie you've ever met in your life yeah there's no in between (laughs) no absolutely not but, uh, anyway, speaking of, you know, environmental disaster, do you want to get into some of the profits of loss? Yes, track two, the profits of loss. It definitely already started playing. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
was one vocalist. Uh, I will never, I will never uh, learn how to effectively use the OBS volume slider. Or how to turn my mic on, apparently. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll see how much of that got uh, got recorded. It'll be fine. I didn't. I didn't say anything important. That's fine. So um, like, I love the Vincent Price intro. So fun fact. I didn't know this until reading the Wikipedia article mm-hmm. uh, before doing this. The narration on that is Philip H. Anselmo of Pantera. Wow. Yeah. So he's doing the Vincent Price. Voice. He sure is. Wow. Okay, I was wrong. It's two vocalists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this is... Was this the one for uh, that had the music video that we watched? I don't think so. I don't think it was. I think that was more like towards the middle. Maybe. Either way, it wasn't much of a music video. Yeah, it was like a, a <laughs> film show. Yeah, like yeah. A nicely filmed. That was, was probably staged. But. That was one of the um, surprising things about this album is uh, uh, there weren't really like any music videos for it. Yeah, which is weird because I would think at least you would do like a mashup of like different environmental disasters or something. Yeah. Especially for like this song. See, that's the thing. Like Cattle Decapitation is one of those bands that's like kind of known for their like super provocative and um, uh, like controversial music videos. Right. And then they just like didn't didn't make any for their most popular album. <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's it's weird. a really weird decision. Uh, Metal Blade Records, what's up with that? Why aren't you giving cattle decapitation more money? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, just, you know, it's another, uh, song about how we're killing the earth, you know? Uh, never look back, no immediate gain, nothing to lose, no one to blame, seven billion other idiots all thinking the same. Exponential is the loss, the future's not a game. The prophecy was true and every threat has been retained. Yeah. That is pretty haunting. Right. It, it's a very, very grim album. Definitely, <laughs> uh, kind of makes me sad, but yeah. I think it's supposed to. Yeah, no, this this is, this is, you know, it, it, it's kind of funny to say this on the death metal album, but this is one of the heavier songs yeah. on it. You know, he, he, he's doing all the vocal, he's doing all the vocal styles on this one. Uh, once again, we're not getting to the cleans. We'll get there, I promise. Uh, you'll you'll get to hear uh, Travis Ryan's demented ass goblin voice. Yep. Um, he should do voice acting. Does he do voice acting? I think we looked this up and I couldn't find anything. Yeah. I should. Like, Travis. I, I could have sworn. Buddy, if you're listening. I could have sworn. I. Uh, remember him being in some like zombie game but it looks like no he was not gotcha yeah but anyway Mm -hmm. let's move on to the next song let's do plagueborn plagueborn my favorite uh ps4 game it's my favorite soulsborn yep yep plagueborn
All right. I let that one play a little long just so we could get to that hook. Uh, what what uh, little goblin man, Travis? God, his is. voice is so cool. He <coughs> he managed to do what death metal bands have been trying to do, which is incorporate melody and clean vocals into their songs while still being like disgusting yeah you know because that, that's the thing like most death metal bands when they start to do clean vocals they kind of all have the same voice where it's like a deep more like monotone singing we even get a little bit of that towards the end of this album oh it's raining <laughs> but um yeah we get a little bit of that towards the end of the album but travis ryan he just he just came up with this like weird goblin voice i remember watching when this album came out uh anthony fantano did his review of this album and he had uh mike c-town from dead end hip-hop uh review it with him and uh mike c-town who is who is also like a huge metal guy on his own channel uh he just happens to be a member of dead end hip-hop um he uh he described it as one of the orcs from lord of the rings trying to sing yeah and it's like that stuck with me because it that's exactly what it sounds like it really is and i just you know as from a lyric standpoint um can i get a hashtag we are the virus nature yeah a little i mean i don't know if i mentioned when this album i did yeah it came out in 2015 yeah it's a little weird listening to this in a yeah. pandemic world yeah a plague that can't be denied poisonous parasitic infectious pestiferous endemic and indigenously malignant contagious alone a plague together a curse <laughs> yeah what, what was the other line that uh uh oh yeah uh uh, I uh, you cannot go on. I am the site that's cutting you down. Pandemic scourge. Human bodies are purged within the minds of every one of us. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That is some you know, virus that shit. Hashtag, hashtag uh, uh, cattle decapitation predicted. <laughs> Pre predict cattle decapitation predictive programming. You were on Twitter in the beginning of the pandemic, and is mm -hmm. this guy on Twitter? What did you what? What was his take on that? Do you know? <laughs> I'm scared to know. He, I don't think he's on Twitter very much. I know I'm like, I know I'm like friends with him on Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, he seems to he he seems to have a very pro mask, pro vaccine yeah stance on things. That's good. Um, yeah, because they also did uh on the album after this, which came out. It immediately before the pandemic they have an out they have a song called bring back the plague and it is Ooh. currently their most popular song Ooh. and um so like <laughs> they just <laughs> oh, no. yeah and oh, they, no. they made they made like a uh like a covid music video for that song yeah um great song best song on that album it deserves to be their most popular song honestly uh <laughs> Well, it's good to know that, like, while there's some, like, problematic ideology at play here, mm -hmm. it's not fully, like... So, uh, for those listening that don't know, I'm immunocompromised, and I did get told yeah. to my face more than once, if you can't survive COVID, maybe you shouldn't be alive. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, please, please don't let Travis be one of them. Yeah. I would be so sad. For, for the record, 
I do not think Travis Ryan is uh, an eco uh, eco fascist. I think he is um, an environmentalist who is in a death metal band. That's that's fair. I think when you're in a death metal band, you actively try to write like violent, disgusting lyrics, you know, about death and people dying and killing people. So uh, it only makes sense. That's true. You know, if you want to write a death metal album with an environmentalist message like there's kind of no way around that that's true you can't inject a lot of nuance into your death grind yeah that's fair uh speaking of uh there not being a lot of nuance the next song that segue didn't really work because this is a weird song title (laughs) but anyway the next song is called clandestine ways uh, in parentheses crocodile rot and it is spelled like the drug. Yeah, so that's actually how I learned about Crocodile. Wild. was because of this song. I was like, what's that? It wasn't from like all those like spam links on Facebook. You won't believe what happened to her face. Oh, uh, no, I just like, I just like block those people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that. Yeah, this is my death metal. This is my favorite song on the album. Um, I I just get perpetual stank face that whole, that whole middle part, uh, where he where he starts doing the really fast like high screams, right. and then and then goes into the, like the deep guttural. There's such a gro- there's such a groove to that. It really is, and it's funny because like, so this does not sound like um 
Brendan Small's Metalocalypse, aka Death Clock, whatever. But like this, listening to this song is how it felt to listen to Death Clock no, for the first time. No, I t- uh, it actually like because I, I was thinking that too. The whole like um, apathetic yet frantic, simply uh, unsympathetic, shredded limbs needing prosthetics best to call off the medics. Okay, so I'm that, not wrong, but that's kind of a Brendan Small. Well, it specifically sounds like um. Uh, uh, Death Clock has a kind of similar song called "Pull the Plug." Yeah, yeah, and it kind of it kind of sounds like that song. Uh, uh, you know what? I might play just a small snippet of "Pull the Plug." Um, if I can, if it'll, if uh, if I holy shit, which album is it on? Never mind. This was a dumb idea. <laughs> how many? How many albums are there? There's three. Oh. And I do not own any of them. That's unfortunate. We should fix that. Yeah. We should. I don't think any of them are on vinyl. Really? Actually. I think. I mean, I could be wrong. You know, they might have done a, um, a, uh, 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 like, special, like, picture disc pressing. Oh, here it is. It's called Death Support. It's not called Pull the Plug. Of course. Why would it be called Pull the Plug? That's... Like a normal song title. Right. Um. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, well, let me skip ahead a little bit. So yeah, that's not that's not totally off from. Uh, I mean, like Brendan Small is a death metal guy, right. so like the the songs he's writing, like he is pulling very specific influences from existing death metal bands when he makes Death Clock songs. So like that's why that's why Death Clock is like genuinely a great way to get into death metal. It's a very accessible point yeah. for people because you can watch the show and then mm-hmm. you like familiarize yourself a little bit with like right. You get vocals. acclimated to it. Yeah, and it's, then and then you find out that like actual death metal bands don't sound that different. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, good because I kind of felt dumb. I'm like, am I gonna sound like an idiot? No. To death clock. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, it, to be fair, anyone, uh, anyone that's made it this far probably knows death clock. You know, that's true. Anyone that made, anyone that that pulled up this podcast and uh, made it this far into it while we're playing like all like almost entire death metal songs. Yeah, that's true. They're 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 in it for the long haul. Like yeah. I, my mom has probably stopped listening by this point. Yeah, my mom's probably did. Yeah, she's like, I'll 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 catch the next one. Yeah, you that's know? fine. <laughs> Here, moms, hello, we love you. Uh, yeah. Even though you're probably not, but just yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, we want to get rolling into yeah. the next track. Circo Inhumanitas. Thank you. 
Wow, the chorus came in earlier than two minutes into the song for once. And it is arguably the catchiest uh, hook on this album, I think. Definitely. And I think that's where that kind of like, it's kind of a goblin voice. It's kind of just like a creepy little dude voice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is what Worm Tongue sounds like in Mm -hmm. the actual Tolkien books. Yeah. So, (laughs) here's, here's kind of the issue with covering a death metal record like this uh, on this show, as much as I love this album, we're, we're going to start to get to a point where we're just kind of like, yeah, this one's good too. Yeah. You know? Like we don't, do we need to dive in and dissect the lyrics? I mean, because all of the lyrics, I mean, all of the songs kind of have the same message to them. That's true. It's a very unified message of uh uh hey we're fucking this planet up we're doomed yeah Children we're doomed. we're gonna we die to everything's terrible it is very funny to me that this uh song starts with the come one come all right. <laughs> i guess i guess every rock band yeah you gotta like, have one yeah you gotta do your greatest showman at least he didn't do the voice he did not do the voice and for that we thank him yes um but yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this particular song. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it's great. All the songs are great. You know, incredible guitar solos, uh, which we're not getting to on like any of these because they're all deep in the tracks. But trust me, uh, go listen to this if you love guitar solos. The next one is an instrumental. Yeah, yeah. The next one is uh, an interlude. So I'll play a little bit of that, and then I'll just skip directly into Mammals of Babylon. Sounds good. Uh, Once I turn the volume up. Okay. Alright, you get the idea. It's a mood setter. Uh, next song. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have a controversial and brief <laughs> question. Yes. How many times does the word defecate come up in this album? Because that's at least the fifth. <laughs> and we are on track look, seven, six look. of which were, like, you know, <laughs> not just instrumentals. But it sounds, uh, counterpoint, it sounds really cool when he goes, defecate! <laughs> you know what? That's fair. That's fair we suffocate argument. ourselves. We defecate. <laughs> Since we're halfway through the album, do we want to talk about the vinyl? Oh yeah, real quick, I just wanted to say it is yeah. it is kind of funny how he gets in uh gets a little into the like, what's it called? Uh, uh, uh no children, child free, yeah, uh, a child little free the the child free shit when there's like too many people in this world. Uh, wait, no, not not that part. What was it? There was some, oh yeah, obsessive procreators destined for failure. Yeah, sounds it sounds a lot like when you when you call like normal people with kids like breeders. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of shocked that like parents haven't been called breeders on this album yet, but yeah. the album is still young. Hey, maybe the next one, you know. Maybe in the next one. But anyway, yeah, let's talk about the record. So, uh, we have a great cover on here. I do not know. I do not know who did the cover art. Uh, it's a guy. Yeah, he's got his rib cage exposed. Yeah, uh, Wikipedia doesn't know either. Anyway, he's getting kind of moldy. But yeah, it's basically like bodies washed up on a beach. They're decomposing with like uh, small plastic and trash like falling out of them. Um, I I love the little touch of on the back cover. You can. This is this is the monolith from the cover of Monolith of Inhumanity. Oh, cool! Yeah, just a little Easter egg. Just a little Easter egg for all you cattle decap fans out there. But anyway, this pressing is a uh, gatefold standard Graham. Um, I believe I got this. I'm pretty sure I just bought this from like Horizon Records. Yeah, I think. Seems about right. Yeah, I didn't like pre-order this or anything. I just bought it from. The rec the regular record store, um, yeah. Because I I heard this album, I fell in love with it immediately. I it was definitely one of, if not the first, death metal albums I bought on vinyl. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about that, but anyway, uh, the pressing is a standard 90 gram. It's on this real nice uh, gold and blue. Uh, like merge vinyl so they kind of press them together and it creates this cool like uh, color in color effect it's almost like an oil slick yeah and it's kind of cool because like the way That's the gold is in the middle of the blue so it's mm -hmm. kind of shining through green and it almost looks moldy it's yeah. very cool pressing. It's def definitely what they're going for and there's also a side d etching because uh this album is very respectful of our time and doesn't it isn't even long enough to fill up all four sides of a double LP because it is uh, 12 songs 46 minutes long Wow yeah um, so yeah it's got a side D etching I'm not gonna pull that out but it's basically uh, it's like it's their logo which is just it's the throwing the trash away like symbol that you see on like trash cans right, and right. stuff in public places um and then there's like a bone ouroboros around that it's like a really simple 
logo. Will they be able to check that out on our Instagram? They will be able to check that out on our Instagram. Stay tuned for the plugs. Uh, yeah, at, at MBF Records Pod. Uh, we will have photos of all of the records that we review on the podcast up on our Instagram. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. For that, we can move on to mutually assured destruction. halfway through this one uh yeah this is a short track this is the closest to their early like uh more grindcore stuff yeah this sounds very familiar to me because i mostly listened to their first couple albums yeah um (laughs) the he really busted out the uh the old rhyming dictionary for this one he really did (laughs) and once again potty humor only this time we are the toilet yes and it's we are time to flush us yes honestly we have made this goddamn place a toilet yeah 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 uh absolutely delete deleterious deleterious i'm not even sure if that's a word <laughs> it's like lugubrious lugubrious is probably a word right <laughs> i don't know it sounds good in that song though yeah <laughs> i'm alone and lugubrious i'ma let the oozy spit turn his face into gooey shit oh my god <laughs> uh, i mean hey that, that i mean that kind of sounds like a cattle decapitation lyric i think it kind of does <laughs> it's not not a cattle decapitation yeah. lyric easily you know fastest heaviest song on this extremely fast extremely heavy album um i think it's the only one that doesn't have any of the the quote-unquote clean like goblin vocals um yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about it, yeah. I guess. This is a sick death metal song. Not suitable for life. Oh boy, I wonder what it's about. Cannot imagine. The, uh, yeah. It's, it's just a real mixed mm-hmm. bag on this one. <laughs> yeah. Episode. 
real quick. There is a uh, there's a typo on these Spotify lyrics. A, a common Spotify lyric L right here. It says proud OD what you've done with your life. Oh yeah. That's instead of proud of yeah. Yeah, I do love when Travis Ryan duets with himself. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy. His voice just sounds like that. Yeah, he just opens his mouth and two voices come out at once. One's a low pig growl and one's just like some little guy from Adventure Time. Right. That's also what he kind of sounds like. He kind of sounds like a weird little side voice character. I will say, like, um, I have seen Cattle Decapitation live. uh, So I've heard him do these weird goblin vocals live. And it is kind of just what his voice sounds like. Like yeah, it's it's incredible to watch him watch him perform live. His voice is insane. And it's funny because like his talking voice is like so smooth. Yeah. Like you wouldn't expect it to. And mm-hmm. like he talks like somebody that spent a lot of time in museums as a kid. Yeah. And I mean that is a compliment as a person that spent a lot of time as in museums as a kid. Right. You know what I mean? Like the diction is very good. Yeah, and for so sure. It's very funny that it's like this little voice like this. <laughs> How can you look me in the eye? You know what's funny? <laughs> well, you scared Kit. Cat <laughs> just ran across the room when he did that voice. What's, what's funny is I was uh, when we were watching the music video. Um, I kind of had this like revelation that he's getting that effect on his voice. By doing the exact same thing that um, Bon Scott from ACDC does. Oh my god, you're he right. He is singing the oh same way god. that the dude from ACDC sings, but he's just doing it in, in death metal instead of whatever you call it. Just classic rock, I guess. I, classic I rock and roll. I him wearing the little hat eh. for the rest of this Oh album. my god, that would be great. We, 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 got, we got to get Travis Ryan a little schoolboy outfit. <laughs> Gotta have the newsboy cap. It's absolutely mm-hmm. essential. So what's coming up next, babe? Apex Blasphemy. Uh, is the volume up? It's not crazy. Always 
<laughs> uh, yeah, that song rips. It does. And honestly, like the concept, because it's a slightly different one. It's the about the industrialization of agriculture. Yeah. Which I do agree is mm-hmm. bad for literally everyone. Like, it's bad for the animals. It's bad for the people that work in factory yeah. farming. It's just bad. Yeah. I do. I do love the line. You clawed your way to the top only to scrape from the bottom. Sounds like a loser to me. That is such a boxer <laughs> last line. Fucking get their asses. Sorry for the for the weeb reference. Uh, he's a character from My Hero Academia, which we've been watching alongside the boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I, I am not beating the weeb accusations. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, another yeah, solid, I mean, fun song about the just, same thing. It's just so good. It is. It's just such a great album. I mean, this is kind of like... Like, reviewing a death metal album in this like track by track format is kind of not really the way you typically listen to death metal so it's like it, it can it can kind of sound like i'm getting like bored or this is yeah. getting tedious it's but it's more like like i don't it, you kind of run out of things to say because uh you know, typically when I listen to death metal like this, I'm not, like, picking out specific songs. Yeah, and we're not usually it, analyzing lyrics right, intently. Right, right. Like, I, I'll throw on a death metal record and listen to the whole record because I want to listen to, like, that record. Exactly. You know, I don't really think of death metal in terms of individual songs as much. It does make good clean music. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very heavy. Very fast. Um, it's a hyped up very good mop the floor yeah and and it's catchy too you know it has it does have those moments of like melody like this song had that sweet like guitar line mm-hmm. in it where you know it kind of brightened up a little bit it almost sounded like it was in a major chord for a second um it's like what was that yeah Help? no yeah. <laughs> all right let's get into some ave exidium yeah uh, come from my latin this is uh, another kind of interlude it's a little long but you'll see what i mean um where do lyrics come in i might i might just skip ahead to when lyrics come in because i can't remember how long this intro is i think that might be a good idea this is also kind of the song that inspires the cover specifically yeah I was correct to do that because that was a minute and a half into the song. Alright, you get the idea. That This is uh, the song I was talking about earlier. I was like, this is kind of what most death metal bands do when they want to start incorporating clean vocals, but don't want to like be viewed as sellouts. They'll do this kind of yeah, it's almost um, creepy monotone. Yeah, it's like creepy monotone slam poetry. Like if you've ever been yeah. to a goth poetry night, this should feel very yeah. familiar. And don't get me wrong, uh, this shit works on me almost every time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's um, good shit. I I love like the cult leader album uh a patient man has a couple of songs like this and they're so incredible uh they're so like effective at what they do and it's the perfect type of thing to like kind of give you a break from just being completely pummeled constantly 
with like the blast beats and the guitars and everything and it's a nice like yeah deep exhale yes. before we get into the closer right right it's you know uh, yeah i don't know what else to say about it yeah it's um, just i a, do like the um the reference to the tide it's the only place it's referenced which is why mm-hmm. i'm assuming right that it ties into the cover like it's like yeah. mouths open I'm sure. Yeah. yeah, this is definitely like nowhere to hide. The, the Death tit- comes with the tide. The titular track, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one has a really fun title. Yes, the next one, uh, which was uh, one of the more popular songs, at least when it came out. It it's not doesn't seem to be huge on Spotify, but I remember a lot of buzz around this specific song, especially when they play it live. We're doing Pacific Grim. This is the closing track. fuck commercial fishing track yeah honestly from the bottom of my heart fuck commercial fishing oh yeah there were major fishery lobbies that actually paid to promote the idea that drinking straws were the biggest threat to sea yeah it's the fucking nets of course it is 75 percent of the microplastics in the ocean come directly from cut nets (laughs) and i don't care how dolphin safe it is nets don't discriminate and a babies get caught in them all the time we are destroying the planet and commercial Mm -hmm. fishing is evil and that's my spiel absolutely uh, <laughs> Travis Ryan agrees with me yeah um uh I my my brain short-circuited while listening I, to that I song because him. it's so <laughs> well it's I mean it's just such a sick song especially that little breakdown right after the chorus yeah um but yeah this I mean it also it does I mean it has that kind of a joke title pacific grim mm-hmm. but it does kind of you know it goes uh, in a little bit deeper an, than most an, of these tracks have but but it you know you you could you could uh uh view this as being related to pacific rim i think i think you could uh, a nuclear accident vomits into the ocean an island of garbage for, forged by the discarded 
there was another line in here, but regardless. Um, Solid ending track. Yeah, first it's a great closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has some great soloing towards the end. Uh, I really got. I said this last time. I gotta remember to write down the time codes. Yeah. So I can skip to these parts of the songs, but. I mean, you can go listen to the song yourself. That's kind of the point of this uh, podcast. We just give you a little teaser, a little tantrum. Right? Yeah. Please go support the artists that we uh, that we talk about on the show, regardless of how big or small they are. Yeah, but especially if they're small. Yes, and uh, some people that do not support the artists. Um, yeah, how's that for a segue into our new segment that I haven't come up with a name yet? Oh boy, are we doing one star reviews? Yeah, so I just I decided that I wanted to start pulling funny like one and two star reviews from Rate Your Music. Uh, We should call it the worst music that's one guy on Discogs has ever heard, or something like that. We'll workshop that. It's a bit of a (laughs) mouthful. That's kind of a that's kind of a Leslie Nope title, you know? NFBRCAD. Is is it? Yeah, I, I, I guess that's fair. Uh, anyway. anyway. Yeah. Sexy Stevens 91 says, Very cool if you like listening to really fast drumming and brutal open palm-muted chugging breakdowns. But if you want anything else, you'd be better off banging your head against a concrete wall until it breaks. Whichever happens first. What? Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. What did you think? you were getting when you pulled up the cattle decapitation album right like i'm were you here for a good time because my friend it is a good time but not in the way it it is one of those things where like this is if you listen to a lot of death metal i know like uh especially if you've if you're only experiencing this album right here through this podcast and you're only hearing these like two minute snippets it'll sound like oh these are all the same right but they're actually all very different yeah if you listen to a lot of death metal this is a very like diverse album Mm -hmm. in terms of like song structures and stuff like that there's a lot of grooves in here it is very funny when people uh uh buy a death metal album and go all of these songs sound the same. It's like, brother, have you ever heard death metal before? Like, yeah. Do you know what death metal is? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Hexor Xor says, uh, this is this pretty much sums up everything that's wrong with modern death metal. The growling vocals are mediocre at best, while the cleanish vocals are unbelievable shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the quality of the riffs varies from decent to crappy, but most of the time they're just incredibly unforget or incredibly forgettable. Uh, the only riff that's memorable in a good way is uh, "Manufactured Extinct," but it's ruined by the clean vocals. Oh my god! I just, mm-hmm. you know, we might have to like start not cyber stalking these commenters but like yeah. i would like to see what kind of music this motherfucker likes right I swear to god if he's like stained is the only band out there right now that's putting out actual riffs and I, yeah i have no reference for actually whether just... stained has put anything out in recent years i don't care about Stained. no no one cares about stained um <laughs> Uh, no, uh, it's just really interesting because all of the complaints, this is another one I just cannot with the vocalist monolith of inhumanity was made up for by the drumming, but vocalist here, uh, the vocals give me a headache. Uh, it's just so funny because like, 
the main thing I love about this album is the vocals. I know, and I feel like there's such range, so I don't really understand what he was talking about. Yeah. Because it's a lot of different sounds. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very funny to get this album and complain about the vocals specifically to me. Because it's like, man, this is... Like, when this came out, to me, granted, I, uh, like, I had heard Monolith of Inhumanity, like, once or twice when that first came out, but then didn't really go back to it, so this one felt like such a breath of fresh air in, in yeah. death metal, whereas, like, all, you know, someone finally figured out a way to, like, progress this genre forward without just, you know, throwing in clean vocals or overly technical solos or you know any of the normal tricks that uh, death metal bands do when they you know decide to go quote-unquote more progressive yeah and definitely like going back to like the making of thing we watched and like how this all felt very like well planned out it Mm -hmm. is it is just so smooth it's so tight yeah like for being so chaotic as it is, it's actually yeah. really well refined. It is. It's it's a very like well written album. The songcraft is definitely there. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Uh. I mean, I, I, I feel like my score is gonna be no surprise, but it's uh, yeah, it's it's a nine out of ten album for me. It's yeah. like it's ba- it's so close to being a ten, but I don't want to start giving out tens this early. No, because like there's a couple albums in the collection that I definitely have in my mind as a ten, and I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of viewing this like review scale the same way I view my pain scale. Yeah. So if I'm in like five <laughs> pain. Yeah. It's not great, but it ain't that bad. Right. We're like. Okay, maybe this isn't a great comparison. Where I'm at 10 and I'm laying in bed and I can't do anything. Right. And I know we've got Florence and the Machine Lungs in this collection that we're going right. to eventually. And that is a 10 out of 10 album. For yeah. Me. For me, this album is also a 9 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You see where I'm getting it? It's, 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 a, it's a nearly perfect death metal yeah, album for it's me. It's very good. Um, yeah, I guess that about wraps it up yeah. for this episode. Uh, don't forget to. Follow us uh, at MBFRC Pod or MB MBF Records Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I'll I'll get I'll get I'll get a handle on that handle eventually. Yeah. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Frequency Shifts. You can find me on Twitter at Amanda Moonchild. You can also find my hair Instagram at Amanda Moonchild on Instagram. And my personal slash art slash moth Instagram yeah. is at Spicy Pisces Crises. Don't forget to rate uh, rate us on Spotify, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, I guess, is yeah. the app they use Just for that now. If there's options to give us stars, please Yeah, give us yeah, stars. give us all the stars. Give us engagement. Uh, get us up there, you know. Get tell those, your friends. Tell your yeah. grandma to listen to our death metal podcast. Get, get those downloads going. And now it's um, time for my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. Next episode, we are doing... Oh, sick. We're doing Boarding House Reach by Jack White. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're doing... Oh, sick. We're going back to something a little bit more accessible. Yay. Uh, but... But also kind of weird because uh, this is Jack White's like weird art rock album. I'm so excited. Yeah, this this will be this will be a great one to yeah. do. Um, but yeah, that'll that'll do it for us here, and uh, we'll see y'all next Friday. Yeah, see you next Friday.